social media has expanded quickly in your countries, you and Simon. How does it show and what do people use it for? Let's start with for ev- you. For everything. Uh, for commenting on the news, for commenting about relationships therein, commenting about reality shows like Big Brother. It's... <laughs> um, It's it's all manner of things, and it's as you say, it really it really has taken off. I did a search a couple of days ago, and if I'm right, something like, from what I can remember, eight million tweets featuring featuring Namibia in the last six months. So, you know, in a country of 2.1 million people, it's ma- it's mainly the youth. Uh, I must say that, and once again, mainly urban people, people with better access to to technology. And there's not always the seriousness that as someone who sort of grew up as a, who studied journalism, who started his career as a fairly much hard news journalist, you might say, sort of, why is there all this kind of froth, you know? Why are people talking about Big Brother and sort of wedding type shows and you know but um there is a serious side of it i'd i'd like to see that side become a bit more but it's but it's there it's it's really mushroomed in the last say five, six, seven years i don't know about don't know about tanzania mm, we are not that far from namibia yeah in all works of life or especially when you look at the media output Whether it's hard news stuff, features, um, leisure, you see people commenting, and different people with their capacities, uh, especially when it is. But the political political issues are more; uh, they, they attract more attention of those who would like to comment, especially online now, uh, because we with the online platforms at least even the size uh, the access to commenting is a little bit uh, stretched uh, compared to to the conventional uh, newspapers which also dominates the uh, the media landscapes there it comes again the issue who are those people who can access the online platforms you can see those who are mostly in urban areas those who are learned those who can uh, access uh, information online. And remember, uh, Africa, if it's not Tanzania, uh, is predominantly rural. So still, uh, few people are commenting for the majority. What I find really fascinating about Tanzania is that there are some very prominent bloggers who are actually competing with mainstream media houses and seem that they are actually doing better in terms of uh, when when there's some breaking news happening. Mm, They mm. are actually being faster, Mm, more critical, mm, mm. at least sometimes more accurate. Mm. They can be more advanced in in use of of multimedia. Mm. And this is not what I'm used to in Finland. I'm Mm. used to thinking that bloggers Blogging is more about various interests mm. in life. It's mm. it's not about covering news or yeah, not yeah. necessarily yeah. even commenting Absolutely. any breaking news. Mm. Mm. I watch my neighboring country's media quite closely, um, and South Africa is one example where you where you really see that. Like right now in Cape Town, probably South Africa's second city, as you know, there's sort of a huge fire on the outskirts of the city and. 
Um, yeah, I'm a photojournalist by training, and a lot of the really stunning and graphic and shocking photos of, of this fire and the damage done are, are, co are coming through social media. Mm. If you look at the photos that uh, big newspapers are publishing on their front pages, they're sort of quite, quite tame by comparison. It's mm. like the mainstream photojournalists are staying back, you know. So you do get these kind of things, yeah. yeah. And that, of course, brings a whole new set of ethical problems, mm -hmm. too, because mm -hmm. sometimes when it comes to bloggers or just people posting something in mm -hmm. Facebook and so on, mm -hmm. uh, the pictures can be like mm -hmm. really, yeah, really absolutely. graphic stuff mm -hmm. that no uh, ethical mm -hmm. mainstream media would publish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There are those there are those kind of issues. Even with regard to defamation on a lot of written blogs, you know. Mm -hmm. Some blogs will expose and some Facebookers and and tweeters will expose a lot of shocking information, but whether it's all true and how far you believe them and how far the mainstream media actually goes and investigates these is Or do they just print it because it's on Twitter? Do they ignore it? Do they waste resources in investigating things that might that likely won't be true? It's um, mm. all those issues do come up. Yeah. So it comes down to the media literacy. How mm. well skilled are people in media literacy? Let's start with Simon in your country. In fact, uh, I don't remember the statistics, but there are some studies which uh, tells us still the media practitioners, uh, we don't have enough media practitioners to, uh, meaning skilled media practitioners, uh, to accommodate all the media houses we have. Because remember, as I have said, uh, for instance, for the print publications there, we when you go to the registration books it's, it's, it's more than 700 okay though the active ones is closer to 60 okay newspapers that you are talking of the dailies and the weeklies or bi-weeklies uh, again now there is a mushrooming of these what we call community radio stations and uh, regional and district radio stations there are so many but uh, again The owners, first of all, they are afraid of employing skilled people because they want to pay cheap. That's one. Uh, but again, those who are graduating from journalism schools, not all of them, very small percent, uh, they go to the newsrooms. They just opt to do other uh, jobs, especially the PR sections. So still, uh, we have people... Uh, when you look in the ratios, uh, very few well-skilled people and, uh, I mean, the practitioners compared to what we have there. Uh, but again, even the ordinary citizens, uh, the awareness of how they can use the media as their platform, they are not also not, not that much prepared uh, to know that they have maybe this is my any any media is my media i can i can go and uh, launch lodge my complaints and uh, speak what uh, what i have they are waiting for the those who are called maybe leaders or administrators to do to do for them may they know these are the responsible persons to do the job for us so though it is growing now things are improving as we move along it's not as it used to be but the, the speed is not that much encouraging
Uh, it actually can be a bit absurd at times that now uh, the use of social media is spreading so far mm. and uh, potentially it it means that people would have access mm. to all that uh, huge loads of information, uh, various uh, useful sources online. But I just recently read this very interesting study where they <laughs> discovered that we have quite some people who are using social media, for example, the Facebook, mm. and they don't realize they are using internet. Mm. So now we actually have some social mm. media users who, when you ask them, are you using internet? No, I'm using mm. Facebook. Facebook yeah. So uh, you kind of, which basically means that if you are just using Facebook, you are living in a bubble where you uh, you basically just read what uh, what's sure, on your wall sure, and sure. you don't necessarily even follow the links to mm. see what is the story really about, let mm. alone cross-check yeah. from other sources whether the, it might be true or not. Yeah. I mean, that's also made worse by the fact that uh, the way Facebook's news feeds and such things work, they sort of work uh, work in a way to um, give give you things that that the that the programs think that you will like, you know. So if you're posting a lot of, you know, it's not it's not really designed to give you contradictory opinions. If you're posting on feminism a lot, um, for example, uh, Facebook's algorithms will make sure your newsfeed is is full of other feminist commentators. Whereas if you're one of these anti-feminist people, the same story, your newsfeed will be full of um, will be full of hate speech against women and things like that. Somehow the social media aren't necessarily ideal for people who really want to question their own opinions. The other thing is, I think there hasn't, certainly in my country, there hasn't been a lot of educational initiatives to sort of explain to people the importance of the media, the importance of, if you like, objective reporting or at least the importance of separating fact and opinion i feel there aren't there aren't enough people um or let's say social media and other sort of small scale media like community radios could um allow people to sort of watch the watchdogs so to speak could allow people to be more critical of the mainstream media uh but it hasn't happened yet not not to the extent that I that I'd really like it. Social media had a big role in, for example, the revolution in Egypt. Could something like that happen in your country? Oh well, it's um, I doubt if something at that level could happen. Interestingly enough, one thing that I think academics will look back on in, as a big case study. Right now, there's a big movement for land reform in my country. Uh, getting land prices down and redistributing land, especially urban land for housing to to the poor. And that's that's gone on mainly through social media. The movement is kind of viewed with suspicion by a lot of the mainstream media. Uh, one of the guys who's organizing it was expelled from the ruling party, or at least suspended, and looks like he will be expelled. So when those kind of avenues are are sort of shut down, maybe social media sort of fills the gap. Uh, having said that, we are there are di- important differences with uh, Arab countries. We are an elective democracy, you know, we have genuine, 
I can say, 90% free and fair elections every five years. So things won't happen exactly that way. But certainly, certainly the youth are organizing, much more so than you'd see 20 years ago, for example. And certainly social media are, are playing that role. Simon? I think it cannot uh, happen that way in near future uh, because uh, social media has to go with the access to internet. Social media has to go also with the distribution of mobile telephones. Uh, and currently, we know that uh, those who, are, who can access internet yeah, in Tanzania, for instance, is not that, uh, it's not more than 20% not more than 20%. So uh, the influence of it, if you want to to start a campaign, a certain campaign, whether pro or against, for now, it cannot be as stronger as it what happened in the Arab Springs. And again, there's something very important also to note, is that uh, the situation now, for instance, if there's something which has broken up in the social media, people will be waiting for the conventional media to confirm. You see, something has happened today. It is going around, so people will be waiting. What uh, newspapers, what radio conventional media, newspaper, radio stations will be saying about that? Uh, so they, again, uh, depend on these mainstream media organizations for confirmation of that. And uh, even online, in the online platforms, again, you can see if something comes up, and uh, they will be going for confirmation to these blogs or social media net I mean platforms of the famous journalists okay so again journalists are the ones who are, who are expected to to shape and do confirmations of what is happening there in the social media though maybe things will not be the same in the coming five to ten years to come uh, following the developments we have now especially in my country, there is a big project now, the fiber optic project uh, going on. Uh, so if it is completed, it means that the internet uh, access will be more uh, cheaply accessed and it will spread uh, at least in the big section of the, of the country. So uh, whatever it is online, it is not seriously taken as true, rather it should be confirmed. Though it is now gaining Con uh, the confidence is, is going up. It's not as it used to be uh, because at uh, that time they used to, whatever comes there, they say, ah, that is just a gossip. But now it's, oh, it, we saw it on social media and then it became the reality. So, but given the situation, uh, I don't see that happening in the near future is exactly what happened in the Arab Springs. And I think it's also important to understand that in the end, social media is only a tool. Mm. It's a very good tool for mm. activism, mm. for uh, mobilization, mm. for accomplishing social changes, but it's only a tool. Yeah. So for people to want to you know, uh, to mobilize or even start a revolution, mm. you need something more. Yeah. It doesn't start with the social, the social media. media. There needs to be some serious social problems mm. and uh, people being seriously dissatisfied. Mm. Uh, but uh, social media definitely can be a forum which brings these people together. Yeah. So instead of being just isolated mm. from each other, they can come together 
get more uh, powerful and mm. and uh, that way actually act on things and 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 try to change things i mean it doesn't replace The older foundation. older ways of mm. organizing the you know things. even in the arab spring you know you had universities and um, mosques and religious mm. organizations also playing a big role mm. even in sort of almost word of mouth kind of organizing of some of these protests and then last question for pirita compared to tanzania uh, you said that the social media is only a tool and you need bigger social issues so it you know, to make revolution or something. <laughs> But in Finland, things are quite good. We don't have, or do we have some uh, big enough social issues that social media can do something as powerful? Uh, well, maybe not at uh, such a large scale, but definitely, I mean, I myself uh, did my doctoral dissertation on on the Finnish animal rights movement and uh, how they were covered in the mainstream media and so on. And that was kind of time before the social media. But even at that time already, it was like uh, email lists and stuff which were kind of important ways of organizing. Now with the social media, all kinds of activism, whether it's about animal rights, human rights, environmental issues, uh, social equality issues and and, and so on, social media uh, is a very good tool for for, um, um, actually getting organized and organizing some protests which can be still like traditional demonstrations somewhere but social media is a way of of mobilizing people to show up or even to use it as a as a tool for for actually having this kind of online protests like uh, nowadays we um We see a lot of um, specialized, for example, um, this kind of forums like uh, avas.org, which is organizing this kind of um, pressure campaigns against, uh, say, corporations which are acting in an unethical way. And then you are mobilizing people uh, to sign uh, petitions and, and pressure the decision makers and so on. And when you have enough people taking a stand, uh, quite often these corporations actually have to change their policies. So I think that on a smaller scale, we see social media being used as a, as a tool of activism all the time. With the developing countries like Tanzania, we say social media is the necessary devil to be friend. As Dr. Pirita has just said, it's a tool. But if it's strategically used, it can be very useful instrumental toward uh, different campaigns, especially the campaigns toward development initiatives and uh, even raising the CVK. Uh, awareness and education, especially at these times when we are moving uh, for elections, where uh, we need the rational decisions from the from the voters, who are the taxpayers. So that is very important. Again, we as citizens and also media personnel should be also responsible to respect human dignity, privacy, as well as abide to ethical codes of, of conduct. We should not misuse uh, what is not uh, the good thing that is going to come. All right. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time, Thank you. Pirita. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Hugh. Thanks very much. And thanks, Simon. Asante.